This podcast is for mature audience only. Once you have confirmed you are mature, ask yourself, are you in the correct space physically and mentally to hear my pettiness, corny jokes, colorful language, and quote-unquote wokeness? I am not for speakerphone or work. All of this is for entertainment purposes only. I implore you to do your research, consult your spirit teams, and or other professionals before co-signing to my opinions. Now that our expectations align, get in line with moments and cue. M-O-double-M-A-Q-D-U-E. D-U-E. That's my name. Mama Q. M-O-double-M-A-Q-D-U-E. D-U-E. That's my name. Mama Q. Say it fast or slow. Don't really matter though. The U-E gets him in a tongue tizzy, yo. Hey, kind of dizzy, bro. Who was she? Mama Q. Mama gave birth, little waist, no girth. 16 years ago, no, I don't want mo. Q is a line, and I tried to align this double entendre petty. Ha ha, it's one of my mantras. Mama Q. I'm the first one in and the first one out. Memphis, Tennessee is my whereabouts. Don't complain, man, saying stick it to one topic. I reply, your mind is very myopic with Mama Q. You need better optics picking and choosing to copy me. Are you inspired? Uh, definitely. No need to whisper gracefully. I like it better off key now let's see um do you remember me m-o-double-m-a-q-d-u-e d-u-e that's my name mama q m-o-double-m-a-q-d-u-e d-u-e that's my name mama q Hey, hi, it's me, Mama Q. I welcome you to Moments in Q. In Q today, how, why, black business, who do, who do, and are you kinky or not? Hi, why? I give you the green of the day and I'm explaining the why of this episode. Happy Hoodoo Heritage Month! Whoop, whoop. This month was coined by Mama Roo in 2019. During this month, we honor our ancestors, elders, and the hoodoo traditions that some of us know knowingly or unknowingly. Yes, we should do that a lot, but this month, because the veil is very thin, we can connect with the spirits easier. I will talk about Mama Roo a little bit more, talk about ordering your steps in more details in comparison to the TikTok I made a few days ago, and keeping with the Halloween theme, because I love a theme, I will talk about furries. Sidebar, my bad for being a day late and a dollar short with this but uh i wasn't feeling well so yeah black business i highlighted black business to bring awareness and my experience with said business unless i say it it isn't a paid ad i'm open to paid ads but i definitely want to highlight black businesses there's enough money for all of us to get it mama Roo. i learned about mama Roo from juju bay's podcast from there i listened to mama Roo's podcast called mama Roo's ancestral musings she has nine episodes so it's a quick listen unfortunately she hasn't recorded a podcast episode since since October 2021, I think she stopped because she accomplished her goal with her podcast. I can't remember verbatim, but it's on her one of her podcast episodes. If you want to know, my favorite podcast episode was when she talked about the Lovecraft Country Show. Now, look, y'all, I really, really, really digged 
that um, series. I also listened to the book. I enjoyed the book as well. Come to find out the the author is racist, but yeah. But uh, it was like a bittersweet. I always use that word bittersweet, but like I can't think of another way to describe it. But it's like I loved that particular show, Lovecraft Country. I just, unfortunately, when it didn't make it to another season, I kind of understood why. Because, you know, why would you want to like acknowledge magic exists, especially with black people? At least that's the way I thought about it. But whatever. So with that being said, yeah, the episodes are quote unquote old with like three years old. But to me, who cares? The information Mama Rue um, tells you about is still applicable to today. Anyway, I learned about Hoodoo Heritage Month listening to her podcast. Do you still want to know who is Mama Rue? Let me tell you according to her rep website. She writes, I'm a seer, a diviner, and in my early 50s, a wife, mother, grandmother, as well as commander of a feline army. I have been practicing cardomancy for over 30 years. I chose the name Mama Rue because that is the name Spirit fed me. As for the head and hand part consider that divination of any kind requires the use of the mind where the tools used are combined with psychic intuition spirit guidance or innate acquired ability it's also where the current's questions is formed the cards are then shuffled cut and laid out by the hands and there you have it her information as always will be in the show notes Hoodoo hoodoo, I get to the root of hoodoo, conjure up thoughts that pop into my mind about spirituality. Come on and get this work. Earlier this week, a thought came into my head about my spiritual paranoia or vigilance, whichever way you want to describe it. Per usual, I put it off till I couldn't put it off anymore. Then blam, blam, I made a TikTok about it. Now I want to go into more details than the three minutes about laying down tricks, which is not Memphis slang or dirty for you dirty mind people out there. Well, I mean, laying down tricks can be dirty because it involves dirt, but you know where I'm going with this. Okay, so. Laying down tricks is a hoodoo thing that involves your steps. So true to the gospel song, you got to order your steps. I think the name, well, I know the name of it. I hadn't um, said it incorrectly on my TikTok. I said, order thy steps. But um, the name of the song is order my steps in the Lord. Oh, wait, now that I say that, I wonder if that's what it is. Anyway, order my steps, gospel song, Google, look at it, YouTube. You know what I'm saying. You'll figure it out from there, okay? So, true to the gospel song, you gotta order your steps. Now, of course, that song is about someone asking the Lord to tell them how to speak, act, talk, and walk. But you know, almost everything is about hoodoo, at least to me. I, um, especially when it comes to black culture. I believe that ordering your steps should be taken literally, regardless if you believe in this hoodoo stuff or not. Nowadays, I hear more about people putting others in jars versus their foot tracks. I don't know if it's because more people drive or don't live near dirt roads anymore or if putting people in jars is popular and it's trendy. I don't know, but I know, quote unquote, back in the days or currently, people could be worked on by their footsteps. So not only do you have to worry about your personal concerns, such as your hair, saliva, sperm, period, but period blood, etc. being potentially used against you, you gotta also add your footprints to your list. Now, I won't tell you the herbs 
to make it work or how to do the work. Nah, that's not my stilo, but I will say be cautious and vigilant when it comes to walking over trash. What might seem like dog shit could be some shit you can't get rid of. Poor choice of words, I know, but you know I love a good double entendre. Walking around the problem, if possible, might be the best bet or, as always, carry protection with you. If you have no choice but to walk over an object, I remember the first time I learned about foot magic. I instantly became paranoid. I know it sounds quote unquote stupid, but I didn't want to get crossed and you shouldn't want to either. Now, sometimes the use of a shoe can be a good thing if you want to use it for protection or as a defense mechanism. You know how Monica had said before you walk out of my life? Well, I might want you to walk out of my life. (laughs) And um, speaking of walking, there's this old saying and I believe it's true because story time. Let me um put my little cursor to remind myself that this is um after I finish doing story time, go back to my script. Okay. So <laughs> all right, so there's this quote unquote old wives tales, which is hoodoo to me, where it says that if you give a man a pair of shoes, he'll walk out of your life. Now, again, they say, man, I have no idea if that means, you know, man for real, like um, a cisgendered man or a person who identify as a man, or if they mean man as in humans, because, you know, they call us humans, men, stuff like that. I have no idea what that meant. But for this particular story time, I'm talking about a cisgender man. Now, again, Again, I know, I know, I know most of the time I talk about my horrible exes. Um, No, you know what? A lot of times I talk about my boo thing, loving my motherfucking life at the top, tippy, tippy, tippy top. And then after that, I talk about my exes and stuff. I sometimes believe that <laughs> I was put here on the earth to tell people what not to do. Okay. And so here I am trying to tell people what not to do. All right. With that being said, <laughs> Supposedly, if you um, give a man a pair of shoes, he will walk out of your life. And oh my gosh, (laughs) an ex of mine uh, for Christmas, I gave a pair of shoes and they also gave me a pair of shoes. And well, we're not in each other's lives anymore. Okay, you might not be like, "Mm," but look, I believe, I believe that some of those things that we're um, being told um, that we consider old wives tales, as I say all the time, believe that that's who do. So that could be another way of walking out of someone's life. I know that was a quick story time, but eh, that was the best details I could give y'all. Okay. So keeping up with music, because again, you know, I like to use um, music within um the words that I say another use could be Ron DMC and Aerosmith walk this way yeah literally because people like to control all right (laughs) use the song lyrics is my kink so what I mean by that again I'm not going to tell you how to do it but again when it comes to using people um shoes you could potentially dominate them with using your shoes again that's a form of control per usual per usual you gotta know I believe you have to know um, both sides you have to know what a person could do potentially to you um because like you know for your defense and then at the same time you need to know a way to protect you Again, I refuse to give details on how to do things and stuff because, again, I'm not going to be, quote unquote, held liable for that. And 
even though at this point in time, not a lot of people listen to this podcast, which I don't know why not tell your friends this shit is cool. But also, you know, because I wholeheartedly believe and know for a fact that hoodoo is for our black. Well, I believe it's definitely for black Americans, but at the same time, you know, if it's a person part of the African diaspora, cool. But I say all that to say that, yeah, hoodoo ain't for the white folks. Okay. It's not. I don't care if you want to use a 1%. Bl- it ain't for you. So therefore, because I know per my therapist, I can't control others. So I can only control me. With that being said, I am only going to talk about, well, per usual, I only like to talk about things as far as like a defense mechanism um, to bring awareness and stuff like that. I don't like to um, have a lot of details. And most of the time, I like to at least have people um, know again for defense purposes so that they can defend themselves, you know, if need be and stuff. Um, I don't want to, I don't like to encourage people to do things to other others. I know that sounds contradictory because I will do things to others, but again, for me, I do it for protection, defense. Okay. I always believe in getting my lick back. Anyway, like I said, All seriousness, this is a spooky season in our midst, so keep your head on a swivel and be vigilant when you navigate these spiritual and physical streets. You never know how many footprints will be in the sand if you got your face buried in the phone. Are you kinky or not? I'm a proud kinkster of the BDSM community. Let me tell you about this lifestyle to see if you want to come over to the dark side. We got candles! People barely talk about being a furry. (laughs) Barely. Get it? I know it ain't Sunday, but I couldn't resist it. Okay. So, um, again, keeping up with the Halloween theme, talking about furries. Um, The next Thursday episode, I will talk about pet play. Now, a lot of people, um, they confuse, not confuse, um, they use pet play and furry sometimes interchangeably and they are two different things. Okay. So furries are anthropomorphic while pet play isn't. Um, now if you don't know what that word means, no biggie. I'm going to explain it. Okay. So imagine Chuck E. Cheese walking around in public, um, and not just at the workhouse. That's what anthropomorphic means. It basically means that you see the human side of an insect, animal, etc. Okay, so that's what that means. And um, pet play is not that. Now, again, um, the reason being is because when people do pet play, which again, I know um, you will learn um, at the next episode. But when um, it comes to pet play, the humans, they become the pet. So it's kind of like opposites, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, but we're going to talk about furries. All right. And so another way um, you can think about this, um, even though Chuck E. Cheese was the first thing that came in mind. The second thing that came in mind was the way that some of the mascots that we have on a collegiate or professional level how if it's an animal, insect, whatever, it walks around and stuff. And of course, there's a human inside the costume. But just like, you know, for example, um, my alma mater were owls. Like, why do we have a person in the costume walking around? Because, I mean, yeah, owls do walk, but they fly. 
so yeah hopefully that makes sense and again not to insult your intelligence but yeah all right so um furries don't have to be sexual um because you know chillins can um also go to furries conventions and stuff um but this one again because it's an adult podcast um i talk about the adult side of things but yeah whatever so did you know that furries have conventions i mean most things that people are interested in have conventions as well so coming up (laughs) there's a furry convention in san antonio texas from october 13th through the 15th so i know that's quote-unquote last minute but if being into furrydom is your thing check it out and let me know or you know just google about it what have you okay i've never been to a furry convention at all um Being a furry is not a kink of mine at all, but you know, whatever. So this furry convention I'm talking about is called Alamo City Furry Invasion. It's family friendly. So again, if someone has a child with them, you know, whatever, um, they can go and walk around and even dress up and it's not like... Uh, all out there because again i've been to kinky bdsm conventions not family friendly at all at all and stuff um it's for 18 and up but if it comes to the hotel parties which i used to go to it's definitely um 21 and up but again bdsm is an adult only type of thing whereas furries can be family friendly type of thing now with this particular um furry convention that i learned about (laughs) just like you're learning about right now. Um, they do have adult stuff. There's a section for within um, the convention and also after hours, just like most establishments are. It's only for like 18 and up, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. So um, Rolling Stone wrote an article about furries. So, OK, so there's another convention called the Midwest Fur Fest, and that's outside of Chi-Town. The convention has been going on for more than 20 years. Continuing with talking about the article in 2005, about a thousand people showed up. And then in 2020, 12,000 people showed up. So it looks like the furry wave is catching on. All right. So let me tell you about the history with furrydom. It started in about the 1980s at a sci-fi convention. So um, what happened was, and I didn't get a chance to um, get the name of it, but some way, somehow it was a sci-fi convention. And there were a group of people who I think it was like they were into anime and I guess they dressed up as it. And then some way, somehow furrydom um, became to be and they kind of broke off. So, yeah. So now um, if being a furry is is your thing curious curious about it or whatnot you gotta have a fursona if you want to be a furry because you know fur plus persona and there are different types of furries so you don't have to just limit it to like um being like the quote-unquote regular known um kind of furries like cat dogs and stuff like that you can be a bunny a fox a cat a wolf etc okay so after you have figured out your first, uh, yeah, your fursona, you draw your fursona or you can commission someone to draw for you. Then you can have someone manufacture your furry costume. Obviously, it can get expensive, which is why some furries just do the ears and the tails. Now, when in my ex-local um, kinky community, I knew people who were furries and they were also into um 
pet play. One of them was a cat and another one was a wolf and stuff. And so they always wore the ears and the tails. And, you know, because of that, that's um, how because they were the ears and the tails, that was their fur persona. And that's how they identified with the um, furry part of it. Now, one of them. I always saw um, also would do pet play where um, this person's husband was the owner and um, they were a cat. And so, like I said, even they just like maybe what, two, three years ago got married. I can't remember. I'm not cool with them anymore. But anyway, um, that was um, when they would get into pet play. One of them, like I said, was a cat and of course would wear the ears, but that's when they would get down on the ground and walk on all fours, meow and stuff like that. They even did a kinky class um, in my local community about pet play. So again, like I said, some people can be into both, but they're two different things. All right. So the reason that most of the time people get um, ears and tails um, is because the costume can be expensive and y'all, it can get hotter than Memphis, Tennessee in October in that costume. Okay. Now, when it comes to your tails oh my gosh the tails can be butt plucks with the furry tail on the end or like a regular tail now yeah if you did not know yeah like some butt plugs are not the quote-unquote boring ones where you know you just stick it on your butt i mean not on you stick it in your anus and stuff like that there's some butt plugs that have jewels on the end of it some have um tails on the end of it like you so it's not just like I mean, of course, it's three dimensional, but in this sense, it's not just like one dimensional where the butt plug is just that it can be like real cutesy if that's your thing. So um, that's what I mean by the different ways. But um, most of the time when I saw them, because they were the only ones that I remember that were furries and or into pet play and stuff. But um, most of the time when I would see them, they would just have the tail out um, with whatever clothes that they have on and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, again, want to just remind you that there is nothing wrong with you being a furry. If you're doing it for the kink or if you're doing it for vanilla, it's not my thing. Um, I just like to bring awareness to the different types of kinks that exist out there. Cause who knows? You might be curious about it. All right. Um, I do want to let you know, at least in my experience, I knew of someone when we did go to Chuck E. Cheese um, that was freaked out by Chuck E. Cheese walking around in the establishment. So um, just be mindful that um, there are some people out there that might be freaked out about it. And going back to the Rolling Stone article, if you didn't know, when you do wear your furry costume, um, of course, it gets hot in there. So um, you might have to take um, your top off but you know there are shows out there that um always show kids screaming and freaking the out freaking the fuck out i don't know why i decided to like edit myself with that that was weird um sometimes they freak the fuck out when they see like um uh, um the human takes um their top off but yeah so again if that's something that you're interested in please take breaks cool down and just know that you might not be able to see with that on which is why at least um some of the mascots that i've seen sometimes they have a person like again with my mascot of my alma mater there was always somebody walking with them to go places because it's very difficult to see so if you go to a convention and you are dressed like that again might be hot 
might be stanky too, no matter like how much um, deodorant and things of that nature you put on. Like, yeah, it just might be hot in there. You know what happens to our body when we get super hot, start sweating profusely and we're not hydrating, et cetera, et cetera. So again, those are one of the many, not to like steer you away, but that's like one of the many reasons that um, when it comes to people participating in fairydom where they usually just do the cat and the ears. Now, I remember and this is like the vanilla of my um now, I'm not saying this is about to be another story time. Now, I'm not saying that the person who did um, this with the story that I'm about to talk about was a furry. But like, I don't know, this thought idea just popped into my head of about, you know, the vanilla ways um, of me experiencing furrydom. OK, so there's this. So back in the day, it's my worthless brother. He's nine years younger than me. So he was into Barney. So I can't remember which birthday it was, but Barney came into town and the dude um, that we found. And of course, this was pre-internet. So I have no as I say this out loud, I have no idea how my family even found this person, but came through to the house in the bunny um, in the Barney um, costume or whatever like that, did a little dance song, voice, everything like that. And I remember um, we talked to him afterwards and yeah, he was saying how freaking hot it is being in that um, costume and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's the cool thing, at least that I think it is when it comes to um, some of these things that are kinks is again, you can be hidden in plain sight and stuffs where, you know, people could be into furries and all the adult things that come with it. But like, you just see it and you're like, Oh, these are just some quote unquote weirdos dressed up like this, or, you know, they're doing this for a game, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, next thing you know, I remember seeing a movie. I can't remember what movie it is. And, you know, next thing you know, you know, furries out, out on the beach, getting it on. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've talked long enough. Cue out. Thank you for taking a moment out of your day to listen to my antics and your encouragement. If you desire more moments in Q, you can follow my IG and TikTok, Hey Hi Q. Want to support my black small business? You can visit my website, HeyHiQ.com for products and services. Hey Hi Q is spelled H-A-Y-H-I-Q-U-E-U-E. Donate to the podcast on my Buzzsprout page, Moments in Q. You can read this episode's transcripts on my Buzzsprout page as well. Please rate, comment, subscribe, and share this episode on whichever platform you are listening to and tell all your other adult friends. You can email me to give me an AAR or to become my pen pal. My email is mamaq at heyhiq.com. Don't worry, all of these call to actions are listed in the show notes. Never forget, I'm way too busy to ever DM you first talking about your ancestors sent for me. They didn't, and neither did I. Laters.